All right, what's up, everybody? Episode 60 of the Dwelling Podcast. This is Stuart Anderson. I had an idea to uh, do a few race reports from Leadville and the Steamboat Springs Gravel Race. So that's what this episode is. It's a few of uh, Miduele's best reporting on their experiences at those two races. So we have four interviews. Uh, the first one is me, Chip, and Taylor, who did uh, Leadville. So we went out to Leadville, uh, Colorado, and did the Leadville 100 uh, mountain bike race. So 10 or 15-minute little report on what it was like, what we experienced if we'd go back. Uh, very fun little report, so hopefully you'll enjoy that. Uh, especially listening to some of the antics from Taylor and Chip <laughs> about uh, our experience. So uh, great time in Leadville. We love it. Um, we'll go back and uh, you'll hear why and, and uh, why that race was so great. So enjoy that part. All right. Welcome to Miduele Podcast. This is a race recap for Leadville, joined by my two associates, Taylor Cannon and Spencer Chipping. Greetings. Howdy. Hey. We had a lot of everybody wants to know how it was, what Leadville's like. Should I do it again? What's it like? Should we do it? Uh, so we wanted to report so we don't have to tell you all. Just kidding. We want to talk about it. It was a great weekend. Tay, do you want to start? Uh, highs and lows, like we're in Sunday school. How about highs and lows for the week, oh. Taylor? Oh, hi. <laughs> let's just say, let's let's start with this. Let's let's ask this question. Uh, was it like, do you guys feel like it was what you thought it was going to be? Like all the hype, all everything. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chip, I'll start. Um, absolutely. I mean, there is nothing like like that event. I mean, who goes to a pre-race event outside <laughs> in the heat, stadium seating with a stage? Dude, it had like an audio visual yes. video, pump up video. <laughs> I mean, you just don't have that level of energy, history, culture. Um, I mean, the level of athletes that are walking around on the grass out there. I mean, I think I was the only one without veins bursting from their calves. <laughs> I have embarrassing legs. So, so, yeah, I mean, the energy is unmatched. Yeah, I agree. Spence, what do you think? I mean, you'd said bucket list in the past, so you still feel that way? Yeah, um, I would agree with what Tay said. Um, I think the experience, the culture, the is it, there's two things to compare to as far as hype goes one is the ride as hard as everyone says it is and then two is it as great of an experience as everyone said it? the experience the city the community the fun dining with your friends and family in the local area like the experience uh, just far and above could not be better the 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 race the course is is every bit as hard as i would say everyone says it is the only difference that i did not feel was the altitude and the air being like a major component that everyone says that it is what about you tay well yeah i mean coming from sea level that was a huge oh, yeah. turn, right so i mean you guys are always riding up you know, the top of Guardsman Pass, I think that's around 9,500 feet, you know, so pretty close. Um, so I was really nervous and we can talk about it uh, when it's appropriate, uh, Stu, but I had a very specific plan yeah. to try and uh, make up for that. So I was super nervous about it. 
But, yeah, Taylor, Taylor carried the Ga oxygen canisters in his back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I needed those at, at one point, but yeah, we can we can get into that for sure. Um, I agree with both of you. When people have asked me, like, will you go back? Was it everything that you thought? I, I would say yes. I would say that my two, the two things I'm telling people is that the, the race is incredible because of the history and the planning and the culture and what they've created it to be. And two, the other aspect, which I really think is fun. And if you're a race creator or whatever, I think that the amount of time that Leadville spends on recognition, whether that's from the stage, the belt buckle thing, the website, like they spend so much time recognizing the athletes who like go Mm -hmm. that dude, people love it. Like I am getting a track jacket with my name embroidered on it. You know, like who does that? Like no one's mm-hmm. gonna spend the race fee on a like you're lucky to get a two dollar crappy screen print T-shirt. You yeah. know, they gave me a six inch buckle. Oh no, no, four inch. Taylor, yours is six inch, mm-hmm. and a giant. I'm getting a giant jacket. Like I'm, ne- I'm never gonna wear a freaking jacket. But T-shirt, I, metal finisher, metal. Like yeah, yeah. Like people Socks. love to go there because I think there is some vanity in being involved in the race and being recognized for being a part of it. I don't know. That's what I think. So, yeah. And I, I think with the, the lifetime series this year, just Mm. the energy around the level of athletes was like, you can't get that. No way. And to be able to brush shoulders with those athletes and such a cool experience for us as endurance athletes fans, because yes, we participate in the sport, but we're also big fans of the sport. And seeing folks like Keegan and the female winners as well is just like, it's so cool. Well, know? and I, I think that the out and back also creates that. Like we saw all those guys, yeah. we got to see them all. Yeah. So fun. That was fun. Um, would you go back? Like, let's say, oh, yeah. are, you, are you intrigued to go back because uh, I want to go faster or is it just like, you yeah. should just experience it again. I mean, what would you think? That's my, what everybody my, wants to know. My answer to anyone that has only done it zero times or one time uh everyone here knows what it was like riding lodija blind their yeah. first time right you yeah. you, you never train on it so you don't know it and we never train out in leadville so we don't know about it so was it challenging to do that over between nine and ten hours without ever having ridden the course yes would would you do better if you went back next year or the year yes yes so yes yeah yeah very good yeah i mean i'd go back i'm ready i'd I'd go do it this weekend i mean i i think i really loved um people don't talk about how beautiful it is dude but when you're going up columbine and you take that left hand turn to go to the top of Columbine and it's just this endless valley it was wild it's so remote it's so beautiful um I thought the the course isn't like the traditional you know point to point single track but you know I think it's still a ton of fun you know and so fun really fair so well I, I was writing it I think it got my personally from people telling me I think it got a bad rap like oh not not really a mountain bike raise and i was like dude i would die like this is into maybe i haven't done enough that was hard i thought like going down 
power line, that descent down power line. When I was going down that, I was like, I don't know if I can come up this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. I mean, when the, the female winner has a seat dropper, there's a reason she has a seat dropper, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Coming down power line, there's some, not the, not the end part where it's like just super fast, but you know, towards the top of power line, it's right. really chunky and very mm. technical, you know? Okay. Okay. Uh, what about a goal? What did you guys expect? Uh, that's all. That's like a big thing here. Like, what's your time? Like, mm -hmm. uh, what's the belt buck? What was your goals? Like, how'd you guys feel about how you did? Like, actually, like how you competed? Chip, you want to go first? Yeah, I think that it is. Um, there, there does, there is a fair amount to do with when you're doing it your first time, and where you're starting in your corral. Like that, that is truly a thing. Um, and for someone starting it for first time far enough back um the roads are narrow enough that when someone is deciding to ride slow you know, on the first climb yeah. or walk heaven forbid then you are kind of at their mercy and i felt that i felt that on the first three climbs and and you would think that you could ride around them it, it is and I argued everybody that I'll just go on the far left or far right, right around them. Yeah, it's not no really way. like that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, and I was even saying this morning on our ride that with every person that like passes you, that's like another opportunity for you to have to go. It's another, like, um, they're making my race worse. <laughs> <laughs> Because you never know, like, oh, that old geezer now, he's in front of me and he's going to walk. And I'm like, that's such a weird variable to have to worry about. I've never had to worry about that in a race before. But uh, Chip, what did you, how'd you feel about your effort? How'd yeah. you do? Yeah. I, I followed the rules of like kind of only ever exceeding like seven so that you could, uh, you know, everyone kind of says like, um, stay in zone two you know, and just kind of uh, make it through the day. I never, and maybe I took it to heart. Like I was comfortable even finishing just like, um, well, I probably could have. And so you give it a little more when you start on your final climb. Yep. Um, but it's last two climbs are brutal. So overall, I wanted to finish before 10 hours and I was very close. And I felt great with that. And I could do it faster. Nice. Okay, Tay, what was your plan? Because you freaking nuked. No. I'm, uh, I nerded out on the plan big time. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like after a, a couple events earlier this year where there was no plan, there was no strategy, uh, I got nuked in those two previous events. And I just knew that... I mean, I've been registered for this race for like three years, you know, but then COVID and then I moved and, you know, coming back to this, this was like north of $1,500 for one event, <laughs> just given like right. happened. Yeah. So I had a lot of pressure on myself to have a good race, but I think I, I wanted to go sub nine, you know, I felt like I, I felt like I could do it. Um, my plan was pretty specific. I took a my FTP, and then I reduced it for by 1% for every thousand feet above sea level since I live at sea level and I have a sea level FTP. Hmm. So I 
kind of took that and said, I can ride at 70% of FTP, you know, on the flats. And then on the hills, I could probably bump that up to 75 to 80%, as long as I kept my heart rate below 160. And so that was kind of my governor was. Uh, Dang, dude. And you stuck with that. Yeah, I stuck with that. So my heart rate did towards the top of Columbine on some of those really punchy technical mm-hmm. sections get, you know, to like 164, 165. But that was totally different than the experience that you guys had, because where I was, I only had to walk like 30-ish yards of all of Columbine, right? Mm. So that was a huge difference. That's a huge difference. Huge difference in time, huge difference in strategy, everything, right? So that was kind of my game plan going in. And then once I hit power line, you know, the very bottom of that, like, it's so steep. steep. And rather than spike my heart rate, too much i just got off um i think i walked like probably like you guys i think we talked like 20 20 30 mm-hmm. yards and then rode the rest of the way so mm-hmm. nice and then just sent it the last uh Send last it. five miles you know yeah mm-hmm. so was happy happy with your time i can't imagine you wouldn't be yeah i mean i think so i mean i with the goal being sub nine, I was pretty happy. I, whenever you do a race, you go back and say, where could I have made up time? Where could I have gone faster? And I think just knowing a course, you kind of figure out where you can do that. But I was blind. I yeah. had no idea like any of the climbs outside of the major ones that you watch on YouTube, <laughs> you know, but um, when I, how I'm feeling right now, um, I wish I could go back and go sub eight. I feel like I could. Let's go. More salt, baby. More salt. Give give me, give me that salt. I love it, dude. I would go back. I would say anyone who wants to go back, like I would say anybody on the team that wants to do it, you should definitely do it. I know, like Charles wants to do it big time. Like it is. I would just say, if anybody asks, if anybody wants to know, you want to be, you want to experience it if you're into this kind of a thing. Like I think it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry yeah. to cut you off, but like I've crossed quite a few finish lines in my life. Yeah. Um, I dope. feel like when you see that finish line at the end, like that's a, that's a that cool, cool, cool finish yeah. line. Yeah. yeah it's cool. incredible. Yeah. When you, you kind of roll up over this hill and then you've <laughs> got maybe what, like a, maybe a quarter mile ride through yeah. a, a, a tunnel of, of this road of spectators and an expo and a finish line I means like screaming and loud and, yeah. and yeah, so you can fun. hear it yeah yeah i mean normally you're riding into teton village and there's like you know a couple of people you're like cool this was yeah really really a fun thing where, where and, was the red carpet remember the yeah, red i know carpet? right red carpet you're gonna go up there i don't know i didn't read i didn't i don't know yeah. yeah i don't know the red carpet all i remember was that swamp that ruined my shoes that i mm-hmm. rode through that was <laughs> right at the end. Uh, more than anything, I really loved Leadville. I loved being with you guys. That was so fun to like, like mm-hmm. drive together, eat. I like, I'm like Chip, eat together. We stayed in a really nice condo in Copper Mountain. That was mm-hmm. really fun. You know, seeing guys like Jesse Lopper and Melissa Rollins and all that crew there. That was so fun to see those people. Like, just the total package, the experience was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think riding it fast is like this really neat bonus that you get. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a great day, it's like had a great day. But I also feel like coming home that there is a lot of weird 
there's a lot of weirdness surrounding that like timing of the how fast you go like mm -hmm. the naysayers that are like oh the elevation it's gonna kill you uh what's your plan for twin oh. lakes and i'm like mm -hmm. you know what i'm just gonna we're gonna go we're gonna send it and see what happens so yeah in anyway. fact in fact most will go out on even Wednesday evening. And so it is one thing to mention, this is a haul, a haul to do this entire it is. It is a production. A yeah. But it the the pre-ride that uh, the three of us did was probably one of the most favorite rides I've had this season. <laughs> and and I would even recommend there being that ride even a little more stout the day before so yeah. on the yeah. thursday and friday being a little more spinny um we climbed yeah. the entire first climb on friday evening it was um, like it was like two <laughs> <laughs> so i would not recommend that um that was fun but it was probably one of the most fun yeah. days that was fun how would you guys rank that that course in comparison to other events right because a lot yeah. of us have done some pretty hard events i mean how would you rank leadville from a difficulty perspective to the others yeah mm. i would say like having just done crusher crusher was much harder because you can go harder it's shorter it's like you got to spike higher with your heart rate so it just hit different it was like it was more taxing because i was like my heart rate was at like 165 for that entire time mm. So it hurt more. This was just like long, painful, like cramp. You know, my hamstring started getting weird. My neck started getting just because of the sheer length of it. Mm -hmm. I would just, I would say it's a lot like, a, like that was a lot like a loaded effort in the sense of like expended energy and soreness. Mm -hmm. Like when I fit, that's, that's like as close as I could compare it to nine hours, eight hours on a bike. Like it was pretty close. Yep. Although Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, like, I was sore. My back was crushed, my neck, <laughs> but stuff like that. Like it didn't bother me on the race. So yeah. how about you, Chip? I put it up there with uh, Lodija and point to point. Um, as if it were to compare to point to point, pretty dang similar in the way that it hurts and like my time and everything. Um, I, the difference between those two is you have time to like sit up and look around a little bit because nature of the course and roads versus single track. Um, man, but it is, I, oh, Wasatch all roads would be the other comparable to how mm. hard if, yeah. if you do the full course. Nice. I mean, when any 10,000 is one pinnacle in your day, right? But when you get to 12, 13,000 vert in a day's climb over 100 miles, that extra 3,000 is, a, I think, a pretty big deal. Yeah, oh, yeah. I agree. Because oh. 10,000 is like a couple climbs. Yeah. Getting over it, you're going to add like that one extra climb, and you're just like, dang. Yeah. 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 I would agree with that. I mean, I think we you take a race like Lodija and a lot of us try and ride Lodija to place in a category right so you're naturally going to have some really high spikes in your heart mm -hmm. rate for effort and then you're going to have a lot of lull time mm -hmm. whereas Leadville was just like I feel like I could never let off the pedals yeah right like it was just a race against the clock like it really was stroke mattered um so from that standpoint
it was just different in its dynamic, but mm. you felt this sense of like constant pressure. Urgency. Yeah. Like, I've got to keep pedaling here, you know? <laughs> well, especially because we didn't know the course. We didn't know the timing. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. All right. I know Chip's got to go. Uh, but I got to know one last question. Favorite thing you learned about uh, each other when we spent three full days together? <laughs> Wait, Chip, you're cutting out. Hold on. Chip froze. Chip froze. I, oh, there you go. I okay. said that I said that I have a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's start. Um, Taylor, he eats more salt on his food than um any other human i've ever seen or met it's, inc it's incredible so that was that would be the uh first thing i, I know mean, Stu very yeah we spent well. all day together yeah <laughs> um but uh Stu had a slight mechanical to start out the race oh my um, gosh and that uh was <laughs> that was the big deal also my <laughs> so dumb yeah Stu had a loose uh um uh, skewer, skewer or going through that uh, we thought had a missing uh end cap and it, it was very turned out taylor just put the allen wrench in and screwed it back in seemed to fix the problem <laughs> it was great to see that like someone who's always so calm and consistent in their attitude <laughs> actually like panicked a little bit oh mm -hmm. i was panicking it dude. was good my brain was like, okay, what are the top 10 things I can do right now to fix whatever is going to happen to my day? <laughs> it was so good. Give me that BMX bike, kid. <laughs> mm -hmm. anyway. um, All right. So what I learned, um, I think maybe starting with both of you guys, I think what made that event so fun was just the positivity that we shared in the group. Yeah. Um, because we all had different results. We all had different feelings about the day. We all had a different experience, but towards the end, I think there was the, the takeaway was a sense of gratitude that here For we sure. are, you know, in our careers and family life. And it's like the opportunity we had to go and race mountain bikes for a hundred miles and an amazing location, amazing event. All yeah. of us were just, you know, stoked to be there. So I, I think that was, that was a fun part there. Um, and then, <laughs> As far as individually, um, don't ever ride the day before in shorts. Always wear your spandex. Because <laughs> I rode with shorts and no shirt and got a saddle sore the size of Texas. And a sunburn. <laughs> sunburn. So um, I, I did learn that. But uh, as far as yeah. both of you guys, I didn't learn anything like new about you. It just reinforced how awesome you guys are from uh -huh. just Thanks, team Dave. culture standpoint. So I agree. Yeah. Yep. Just super grateful to be with both of you. That was fun. Yeah. Good times. Good times. All right. Very good. That was fun. Okay, All Chip. Right. You got to run, dude. Yeah. I'll jinx. Thanks, Thanks both of you. Okay. See ya. Later. All right. Our next interview is from Cheryl Jordan. Cheryl was uh, part of the Steamboat Springs gravel race. She did the 100-mile route. And uh, this little interview is... Her recap of the day, how she got on the podium, top step of that podium, and what her day was like, and if she'll go back to Steamboat Springs. Sounds like uh, that champagne gravel, once you experience it, everybody wants to go back. So uh, enjoy Chair. Grateful for her and the time she spent to uh, share a little bit about her day. Okay, we have... All right, Chair, what's up? Welcome. 
Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> everybody wanted to know about, um, everybody's asking me about Leadville and your day was just as epic, I think, as mine. And it was fun to see you sharp. I think Ben was there, right? Ben Nichols? Yep. And then uh, AJ, you guys were all at Steamboat Springs. Um, maybe just explain what the race is because AJ's told me it's like his favorite day of the year. So uh, is it your favorite day of the year? Same it thing? is my, it is my favorite. Yes. My okay. Favorite, what is no, it? I wouldn't say my favorite day of the year, but my favorite gravel race. Favorite gravel. Okay. Uh, maybe tell everyone what it is. What, what is, what is this? Yeah. Race? So Steamboat Gravel is um, a really well organized gravel race. Um, they just do a phenomenal job. It's gotten big. There's about 3000 people racing. Um, so it, it sells out in like one minute, like you have to be on it. Um, but it's cool. They have four different distances. They have a, oh, I want to get these right, a 37 mile, a 60 mile, a hundred mile and 140. So there's a little bit for everyone, okay. um, you know, a great one to do if it were your first gravel race or you have a wife or a buddy or whatever that doesn't want to dive into hundred or 140 then this is a great entree into gravel racing. Why though, like 3000 people, what is it about? Is it the, I'm, I'm fascinated by events that like people want to go to. Why are they, go, why are people going to this? This is what you would call champagne gravel. Champagne. <laughs> it is uh, just beautiful, smooth. Uh, I mm. mean, it, most of it you could ride on a road bike. It's obviously more fun on a gravel bike, but there's very, you know, there's a little bit of single track in the two longer courses, but most of it is just really just fun, fast, rolly. Um, there's no big climbs in any of them other than the 140 mile. So it's just that rolly fast uh, huh. stuff. So it's cool. just, it's a, it's a, as far as technical, um, probably one of the less technical gravel races out there. And, and when you were like looking at your calendar, do you do that where you're like, this is a race I'm going to crush? Or are you just like, well, it'll be fun and I'm going to show up? I mean, how do you how did you approach this day? Well, you know, I'm never going to just show up. <laughs> I <right>? know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a I'm a preparer, but yes. <laughs> um, I hadn't raced for a full year. So the last race I did was Steamboat last year. Okay. And then I broke my hand over Thanksgiving and the surgeon said, you know, it will be a nine month recovery. Wow. And so as athletes, like I hear that and I think to myself, okay, so for me about four and a half, five months, right. You just kind of <laughs> cut it in half uh -huh. and it turns out he was right. Like I'm about to hit nine months and it's finally feeling wow. okay. So I wasn't able to really ride much gravel. It really hurt every time I tried. So I just kind of put it on the back burner and didn't sign up for any early season races. Um, but the barometer for me on whether I was ready to like ride gravel and race was, can I turn the boa on my shoe? Like, can my, does my hand have enough strength that I can turn that boa? And I've only been able to do that for a few weeks. So I figured I was ready and I could do a gravel race. Very low barometer there. That's very right. good. <laughs> All right. So what was the race day? Like you did the hundred miler. Yep, I did the hundred. It has it happens to have the most people. So the hundred miler had twelve hundred people, and about two hundred of those are women. So for me, that makes it so much more fun. Um, I never feel. I mean, it's a great format because you get to ride with the men and ride with packs and ride with mm. whomever. 
but in my mind, I'm only really competing against the women. And when there's 200, it's really fun. I looked around and one group that I was in and there were probably six of us women and, you know, we were the ones on the front doing the work and, you know, it was, it was just a really fun dynamic to have that many people. Cool. Um, the black, let's see the 140 miler, that one has about 650 people. And then the other ones have a few hundred each. So okay. they're all pretty big. And, uh, um, talk about how your day kind of unfolded. Were you, um, were you yeah. like very aware that you were destroying the field or, I mean, how did it, were there girls that you like were watching? How did it, how did it work? No. So I, I, first of all, I was just so excited to be able to line up for an event, like just, you know, so I started out very conservative for this first couple of hours, just wanting to finish the thing in one piece. You know, we finally have the hand feeling good again. I don't want to crash. So AJ dies about how slow I start. And (laughs) literally for the first two hours, I could just hear his voice in my head saying, get off your brakes, get off your brakes, get off your brakes. So there's just a million loose corners. I'm just, you know, granny descending for a couple hours and just super conservative. And then I finally started feeling really good. And you, you have to be willing to use some bullets and bridge up to groups because there are some road sections and there are some really fast gravel sections where it's very beneficial to be in a group. So I really, this year compared to last year, focused on just doing what I needed to do to get to bridge up to groups and faster groups. But if I would just start out a little bit faster, I wouldn't have to do all the catch up (laughs) later. Uh So maybe next time, maybe next time you should ride early in the morning with the team. Then you'll be more prepared for early morning rides. You'll be ready to go right right when they start. (laughs) Right. I would have to go to bed early. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Were you happy with how everything turned out? I mean, did it turn out the way you wanted? obviously. Yeah. So it's, it's so fun. Um, I think somewhere after the first climb, you know, someone said, Oh, you're a top 10 female blue course. And then later someone said, you're in top five. So I kind of knew how I was doing, but you're just really, you know, writing your own thing. Cause it's, there's so many people out there. You don't know who's doing what course and where people are. So you're just kind of doing your own thing, just going as, as hard as you can. Um, I finished feeling great definitely nice. had a little bit left in the tank, which is a good feeling, but then also like, why didn't I just do the long one? The so, long course. <laughs> yeah. So maybe next year I would cool. do the longer, longer course. Very cool. How about anything you, anything you do different? Um, actually, would you recommend, uh, you said you would recommend the event to anyone. Yeah. Um, it, you do it every year, no matter what. Yeah, I would. Yeah, there's okay. some where we like to, AJ and I like to go experience something new and then we kind of move on. But I think this one, we just both love it. And we love that town. Let's say you're not really up for doing a gravel race, but you want to find some good, you know, good gravel vacation. There are hundreds and hundreds of miles of gravel cool. trails there. So cool. it's just nice. No cars, no stoplights. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you would have done different to prepare? You felt you were ready to go? Yeah, I think for me, you know, I'm not like my watts are not going to get better at this point. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm deep into the master's category. We're not going to okay. see like power improvements really, no matter what I do. So for me, um, what I need to do different for next year would be skills, right? So just mm-hmm. getting my skills better, um, 
working on just feeling comfortable, like just going really, really fast on those, you know, deep gravel descents. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where I can probably take 10 or 15 minutes off really, huh. if I just would spend some time doing that. Okay. So, but you were number one. Well, age group number one. Yeah. Yeah. And o- overall, fun. um, I think I ended up sixth female. So Dang chair. And it's kind of fun because, um, you know, there's not a ton of pros showing up, but um, Tiffany Cromwell was there. So she's an Olympian and just rode the women's tour to France. And I mean, obviously she finished quite a ways in in front of me, (laughs) but it's just fun to be able to line up with these people, right? And they're in your race and it's pretty cool. How would you compare it to anything else that the team would know? Like, how does it compare to Crusher? Is it anything like that at all? Oh, Crusher's its own beautiful thing. And actually I have to say Crusher is probably my favorite. Yeah. And then, and Steamboat would be second because Steamboat doesn't have any of those really long climbs nice. and that's, I need those. Yeah. Um, so I can't compare it to Crusher. It's really, if you've done Rebecca's, I would say it's a little bit more like that one where it's just that fast, rolly um, gravel, the 140 mile course. Um, Dave Sharp will have to tell you about that one and kind of what he would compare it to, but Okay. That one's probably closer in difficulty to like the Belgian waffle ride and some of the longer ones. Got it. But what yeah. I want to know, Stu, is why, why is a hundred miles nothing anymore? Like why do these races <laughs> right? have to be 140? Or... I, was lo- I was looking at Unbound, the website today. I'm like, I'm going to take a look at this. It's 200 miles. Right. 200 on, miles. On gravel. And I'm time like, trialing. And, or you could sign up for like the 350. Right. The XL. Oh my God. And I was watching the gravel worlds over the weekend. They had a 300 mile course. Right. No, thank you. No, thank you. Right. (laughs) Or if it is just a hundred, just a hundred, I Leadville, then we better put in 12,000 feet of climbing. (laughs) Like why isn't there just a nice friendly, you know, know. hundred mile, 5,000 feet of climbing. Probably you know? because the pros that are doing these are finishing in like five and a half hours. Exactly it. They're like, Sinking, huh. yeah. And then tomorrow we'll just drive to Steamboat and we'll do that one too. So easy. So true. Gosh, I don't know. Chair, well, very well done. It was Thank so you. fun to see you on top of that podium. That was so cool. And um, maybe next year, I got to make sure I'm on the sign up if I only have 30 seconds to sign in. Got to be on it. Yeah, AJ and I have both computers out. We're on it. So, okay. yeah. When any, do you remember when we sign up for this thing, when it starts? I don't, I want to say March or April. It's pretty early. Okay. I'll look when you're up. signing up for everything, right? That's yeah. kind of the sign up season. I got to remember champagne gravel. Can't champagne wait. Gravel. Okay. okay. Good job. Thank See you. you. There. Okay. <laughs> Bye. All right. Third interview here with Jesse Lopper. Jesse finally got that big buckle at Leadville. We had him on last year to talk about Leadville and his experience there. And Dean Walker, those two joined for a podcast. Really fun to have uh, Jesse back to talk about his big successful day uh, where he got that sub nine, which is that that big mark that everybody shoots for up there. So this little interview was about him and how his day unfolded and uh, what he did different to make this one work. Uh, So grateful for Jesse and the time he took to uh, be on. Thanks, Jess. So here we are. Me and Jesse experienced uh, Leadville together two weeks ago. And it was, man, so your fourth time there. 
Your fourth or third? Uh, third. Third. Actually, third time. Yeah, for okay. the 100. Okay. I've done How- I've done the stage race three times. So same course, three days. Smart. So I've been on the course racing it six times, three okay. times in the 100. If you're watching the video live, which I recommend you do, yes, that is a giant belt buckle that... Tell tell me what happened different this time than in than your other times. What what was the what what well, I've happened? Got, I've I've got some smaller ones I could compare to this one, but <laughs> from the previous times. So that's one obvious thing that happened different. Uh, just a faster time, but um, I I just had some unique situations. The first time I really think I should have I should have been able to do it. I had the fitness, mm. but it was it was my it sounds dumb. It was my first year racing you know, period. Um, but I was, I was strong enough to do it. I just didn't have the experience to nail my, uh, nutrition apparently. Got it. So this year, actually last year, um, cause it was, that was 2019 was my first attempt and I got in two weeks before. So it wasn't like this big thing I had planned for. Got it. Um, I, you know, I talked about that on a podcast last year. So, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, epic bonk tra- road till literally physical exhaustion and collapse <laughs> with two miles left. So. Sleeping in the ditch, dude. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, notorious for taking a nap uh, in the ditch with two miles to go. Um, and uh, last year I had torn my meniscus. Felt mm, that's good. Right. I got back on the bike for a few weeks, tried to get my fitness back and Apparently I had about 80 miles worth of fitness. <laughs> I feel like I, uh, I wrote it real, uh, I wrote it really smart and just didn't have the legs for it. Yeah. Um, with the training and, and injury that I had. So, um, came in at a nine thirteen, and that, that kind of hurt because I was really tempted to defer, mm. uh, that year, last year, but i I, the only reason I did it was because I was like, man, I feel like I can still do a sub nine. And I came 13 minutes, man, it, that struggle of the final seg, like yeah. five and miles was just brutal hmm. knowing that I was losing time <laughs> and people passing me might've been able to get it and I wasn't going to make it, you know, so brutal. pretty, you know, disappointing stretch and uh, a buddy from Draper passed me in the last couple miles and he's looked at me and he's like, it's not our year, man. <laughs> and uh, knowing that we were coming in at like nine, ten, nine, thirteen. So yeah. um, that so, that yeah. pressure that pressure is real. I, I actually didn't think that it would be as weird as it was. I'm not. I don't. Maybe weird's not the right word. But that frantic nature of of that cutoff time was more palpable than I thought. Like the the yeah. frantic nature of those riders, especially like as you make the turn, you know, like four, four and a half hours and you're like right on that edge. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, it was an, int- that was yeah. an interesting part of that day. Yeah. Yeah. It can be comfortable until the turn and you start to like keep Calculate. track of time a little yeah. bit more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I'm not great at that. When my first year I rode with the sticker they give you that has all the time. Yeah. Check. And I couldn't even see it. Like it's on my frame bouncing up and down <laughs> and it has like a, you know, if you want to get an eight hour, eight thirty nine. Yeah, yeah. There's just too much on it. And so I don't even ride with that. I just kind of, the one thing I was paying attention to was the 
Carter Summit aid station at the top of the road. Okay. Um, I wanted to be there uh, with an hour left. Nice. Minimum. Um, and this year I, I went out and I, I actually being year two, like last year, I put a lot of pressure on myself this year. I was like, I'm not doing that. There's so many variables in hundred miles. It's kind of like riding low to jet. You don't know if you're going to get, uh, you know, a mechanical that you can't control those things. Right. Uh, or have someone crash in front of you that makes you go down. Um, and then have all this pressure that I'm going to be disappointed. Like I just went out with no pressure. I showed up to the start line like 10 minutes before. Nice. <laughs> uh, nice. I, I kind of recommend not showing up super early because it's so cold in Leadville. Very like, cold. yeah, it's, it always surprises me. You know, you could have a high of 60, you know, in the middle of August and that's normal for them hmm. or a high of 70. So anyway, you were there. The weather was awesome this year. It was super nice. I feel like we didn't have super strong headwinds coming back, which a lot of times in the afternoon, you'll have some pretty hard headwinds. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I was just paying attention to that Carter aid station. I wanted to get there and that that's kind of the final climb. So yeah. what about, um, so I met a girl, I assume she's a pro, although I cannot remember her name right now. So as we approach Columbine, uh, we went through the single track and she was wearing that, the full kit, uh, by the feed. Okay. And then I saw on an Instagram post that she like, thanked you that you guys like rode together, maybe on the way back. Oh, that might be Hannah shell. That's, that's, that's it. Hannah shell. Yeah. 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 She's fun. She's pro she's sponsored by the feed. That's her. Um, and we, I, I, uh, I just know her from Instagram and I've cheered her on it like cool. crusher and stuff. And so she, I would like to say she knows who I am, but <laughs> dude, she mentioned you in her social feed. Yeah. Yeah. So she knows who I am now after writing. Cause uh, I passed her going up St. Kevin's like at the top after okay. it, we're almost done with the climbing and she was struggling. Hmm. And I just said, Hey, good job, Hannah. And she's like, not really, you know, because <laughs> that's where usually if someone's going to have a problem with the altitude, yeah, I've yeah. seen guys on the side of the steep parts just bent over their bikes trying to mm -hmm. breathe, you know. Um, I don't know if you saw any of that on St. Kevin's, but guys just go out hard and, yeah. and implode on that. And I've, I, I actually did that in the stage race day one in 2019. I went out way too hard and had, you know, felt the altitude going up St. Kevin's and had like 100 people pass me. <laughs> mm. So, uh, but so, uh, good day. Like you're, you're grateful for it. I mean, you're like, I don't have anything Definitely. left to prove here. Are you going back? Like, yeah. I mean, how do you feel about it? Yeah. This year I kind of, um, I had a, I had a really hard time at the Envy Grodio where mm -hmm. I was just struggling on the back half and then same thing at, in Crusher. And I'm like, man, there's other people showing up to the finish line <laughs> even after me that are like fresher than me having more fun. I'm like, Dude, I had to stop at the last two aid stations in Crusher. What am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. um, so I went in to race the Tahoe Trail 100, and I just decided to not push the pace as hard, stop at every aid station, drink extra water, and that made a huge difference. I had a pretty good race there um, and decided to do that, you know, in Leadville, just kind of not, not go crazy after the pace. Um and it, it's funny, I, I, I noticed the views more 
Hmm. I didn't know you had a view of Twin Lakes as you're going up Columbine. I'm like, what is what is that cool lake down there? I'm like, oh, it's split in the middle. That must be That's Twin funny. Lakes. Ride past. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I just took my time at aid stations and and I feel like I could have shaved 10 minutes hmm. um, if you know if I were pushing pace a little bit more. Um, yeah. I tried to help a buddy through the flats going back inbound towards pipeline. Nice. Was, uh, he, I, he caught up to me, but then right then he's, he just lost all power. And so I was trying to let him draft and he just couldn't hold a wheel. And I tried a few different times, but, um, after a while, he's just like, just go get your sub nine. Me. It. <laughs> and uh, there's a buddy who has, uh, uh, he's done sub nine several times, but just barely mm-hmm. missed it this time. Nice. But um, yeah, I feel like uh, I I know how hard the climbing is inbound, and a lot of a lot of experienced guys will say Leadville starts at uh, uh, power line inbound. Mm. Uh, and that's at what I don't know if it's mile seventy five or eighty. Yeah, eighty. But it's like a four mile climb that yeah. is. I don't know. It, it's so steep. You, you know, you can still be three hours from the finish line. Yep. Um, so especially in the hundred when your, your legs are dead and I just, uh, you know, I, I figured if I was gonna, instead of just hammering on the flats towards power line and having just my legs super tight going into that climb, I, I felt like if I used it there, I, if I didn't use it in the flats, I would have it for the climb and be stronger on the finish. And I was, you know, I was averaging 230, 240 watts into the finish all the way, which is nice. a lot better than I've done in years past, you know, where yeah. you're like, I've got nothing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dude, so, nice. I mean, yeah, I'm so yeah, happy, so happy good. for you. It's so fun to see you at the, at the finish. And then you made the quick turnaround. You drove to support Ray, right? I mean, how was that? Yeah. 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 That dude owes me, man. I skipped dinner. <laughs> I skipped dinner after Leadville. I yeah. had snacks and made it to Steamboat, but uh, uh, just to support him and uh, Alex Armstrong. Cool. And that was fun. I just wanted to see what that race was like and then saw, you know, Dave Sharp out just hammering. That's right. Dave. Dominating. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to talk to him tomorrow about his day. Very cool. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. He did awesome. Nice dude. Well, good race report. Congratulations. I hope you can wear that buckle to church like that. That is where it belongs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anywhere I get the chance, I'll wear it. Nice dude. Okay. I can't wait for that 20 year buckle. I can't wait for you to see, see you in that. Oh, I have a picture with the guy. It, we need to put one up somewhere. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. I mean, I know it's supposed to be ridiculous, but it is. Yeah. Ridiculous. All right, dude. You're cool, the man. man. Thanks okay, so much. Thank you. Nice see you. See ya. All right, last interview with Sharp, the legend, Dave Sharp. Uh, he was on the podium, took third place at the uh, Steamboat Springs Gravel Race. He did the 140-mile version, the black course. Uh, such a durable cyclist and just a good man. Grateful for Sharp, uh, his perspective, his mentorship, and especially his example to the team. Uh, so enjoy this last little interview with Sharp and, uh, and his experience at Steamboat Springs and uh, what he did to have a great and successful day. Thanks, Sharp. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's dive in. I want to know, yeah. you, you tell me 
have you ever done this thing before? Have you ever done Steamboat before? Is your first time? First time. Dude, so you, yeah, did the, so you did the 140 miler champagne gravel. What I mean, what else? How did this pan out? Did black. you go? Yeah. So, you know, I've been riding with AJ Gravel for a couple of years. Yeah. And I've done Crusher and I've done uh, All Roads. Done mm -hmm. Crusher four or five times, done All Roads once. And I love that format and kind of transitioning more with an eye more towards gravel, kind of less road. I don't know, because there just are less, there are fewer road races. So yeah, AJ's last fall, like, dude, you got to do Steamboat Springs. It's the world's best gravel. And I'm right. like, okay, sounds awesome. But it's a lottery to get in. And I'm like five and a half hours away, 140 mile. You got to be there for like three days. Oh, huge ask, right? For just yeah. to, to race. So I'm like, right. Okay, I'll sign up knowing that it's a lottery and that I'll never get in. I registered, <laughs> not in. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, oh man, I've committed. So, you know, to be honest, I, I didn't think a whole lot about it because I was focused on Crusher. Then I did uh, Mirror Lake Highway, yeah, you know, which was 150. And both those races were like perfect training primers for steamboat because long and hot and i i tend to do better at just like between the 100 miles and the 200 miles that's kind of a sweet spot for me so i'm like okay well we'll just send it you know and um mm -hmm. i didn't specifically like here's a training plan for it i'm just like we're gonna just go and do it i knew nothing about it really but for the fact that it's 140 miles and like 10,000 vertical and it's awesome gravel. So I'm just like, well, I'm just going to go have fun. Okay. And see how it works. That was my plan. Nice. And then um, when you entered, um, how many guys, I mean, I know there's thousands, but how many people are off with you on this, on this route? Like how many guys are there? Yeah. So there were um, 900 oh. on the black course. So the black course wave launched at 6.30. Okay. So, and it's just a mass start. You're just, I mean, it's like two blocks long of dudes and women signed up, you know, for the black course. And like Keegan was like right in the front, right? The pros are right in the front. They line up early. Right. So I said to AJ, you know, how do we do this? And he's like, let's roll down at 5.45, be there at 6.00. And we were, so, you know, we were probably a hundred guys back in the lineup. Dang. And I, I took a selfie, you know, like we're looking back. I mean, I couldn't even see the back of the line. Oh. So it was intense because then the gun goes off and it's just, they're like, it's a two mile neutral rollout, which is on pavement. And then, I don't know, it hits gravel pretty soon. You go up a hill and come down a hill and take a hard left turn. And then you're on gravel. Aaron's like, there's all kinds of wrecks at the bottom when you hit that gravel because guys are just pinning it. Yeah. So the first 10 to 12, 14 miles were intense because you're just trying to maintain positioning and not crash. And there's, a, you know, guys are punching up and it's just a whole accordion thing until you just kind of settled through the jitters, you know? Yeah. It was intense. Did you at any point where you like at the beginning, 
were you like, dang, I'm up front, I'm feeling good? Or did you just kind of proceed with the idea this is a long day and I'm just going to see how it goes? I mean, I knew it was going to be a long day, but I wanted to stay towards the front um, just to avoid wrecks. And I wanted to just see how well I could do, you know, I'm like, I'm going to just settle into my own tempo and invariably the, the groups are going to spread out and you'll find a group that is riding your tempo and you just kind of settle in. And what I discovered was there was a group of the really fast guys off the front, like the pros and, and a bunch of fast guys. And then I was in a second group of like 30 and I'm like, this is going to be ugly, but I'll just see what I can do. Yeah, I just kind of stayed with that group. I pulled over, there's four or five feed zones. I pulled over at the second feed zone because uh, I was dry and this group of 30, they just kept going. So I'm, you know, you got to fill your own bottles and stuff. So then I pop and uh, I chased for about 10 miles to get back on. Mm. And I finally did. And then uh, I rode with that same general group the whole rest of the time. And it whittled down to about 12. Okay. And then it whittled down to like four Dang. into my last speed zone. And, uh, but I mean, but there were, you know, there, there were still like this big group ahead of me, pros and whatever. Yeah. I didn't know where I was because when you line up with 900 people, right. I had no idea how many were in my group Yeah, and they do it by age. Right. So anyway, I'm just like, hi, hey, I feel pretty good. I'm just going to keep drilling it. And, uh, second. Yeah. And then 25 miles to go. I mean, it started, we started hearing all this thunder and it was clouding up. So that with about, you know, about, I don't know what was my finishing time was seven 30 by mile or by hour four or five, it was 98 degrees. It was so what? hot. Yeah. 98. I mean, that's what my computer said. Dang. And then, uh, and then, you know, an hour and a half to go, I was about 25 miles out. It started raining. I mean, like it wasn't like just rain it was like pianos thunder cracking <laughs> lightning like i thought i was going to get struck by lightning yeah. <laughs> and oh, oh by the way the last kind of big descent on the gravel is kind of a gnarly section it's called cow creek i didn't know anything about it yeah and nichols just said dude you got to pick your line because there's some gnarly stuff and some baby heads and some Three. ruts and i'm like okay fine whatever well, it was raining so hard. The ruts were just like rivers. Oh so God. it just looked like a flat surface. And there's some dude I see up ahead who just totally slid out and he's laying down. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh man, I just got to send it. My brakes <laughs> quit working because they were so wet and mud flipping everywhere. What? <laughs> that's how the, yeah, that's how it ended. And so then you get onto about, I don't know, six or eight miles of road to go to the finish line. And then I'm passing tons of people and they were from the other groups that were in the shorter distance. Right. And, uh, I mean, the wind was so intense. It was like 20 mile, 30 mile an hour crosswinds, heads, winds. I thought I was going pretty good. I looked down doing 13 <laughs> in all this intense rain. So when I crossed, there was like nobody at the crop at the finish line, nobody yeah. except the announcer. Nice. It was raining so hard. <laughs> it was awesome. Dude, so second place podium. No, third. Third place. Okay. Nice. And then yeah, um, I, I was so cold. I mean, I started getting cold and shivering, and I found Jeannie 
And I'm like, we got to go back to the condo. I got to take a hot shower and dry yeah. off and we'll come back. And so then uh, I didn't know what my result was. I had no idea. Dude, crazy. And then, so you had to go yeah, back. And then Aaron, Aaron texted me. He's like, dude, you got four. So I was pretty stoked on that. And then I went back and, and, uh, and I go up to the results guy. And I'm like, hey, where are the results posted? And he's like, you idiot, they're online. <laughs> we, we didn't print them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know, right? Because I didn't, most races don't update it that fast. Yeah. So then I looked up the results and I was third. I'm like, no way. Sick. Dude. Uh, so there were 126 in my, in my age group. Cool. Somehow I, even a blind squirrel can find a nut occasionally, right? <laughs> yeah, well, right. Yeah. Or right. we got third because AJ had a mechanical and he had to drop out of the black. So hmm. otherwise he would have, I'm sure he would have won it. Well, uh, I have two questions. One, flower power kit did you feel uh, extra power from your because you wore it at crusher too i did i wore it at crusher you know what it's inspiring yeah dude i mean i want to rep the medulla name and stuff but the flower power kit is just awesome yeah dude and uh, awesome. i don't know i i just it's i mean cool. you know um heather's already riding a mountain bike right so i'm like i'm gonna rep this thing so it's awesome. Yeah, that was that was fun. Sharp. And then you seem to be, man, you know, just timeless. And I'm I'm being serious. Like you're you're almost like you're getting stronger. Uh <laughs> any are you doing anything different? Are you like, I mean, what's going on? Is there anything you're doing different? Are you uh, that you think no, you're doing? I, no. I think it's that everybody else my age just is just quit racing. Huh. But for right. you know, some of the guys, I don't know. I just love it so much. I gotta just you know, it, yeah. every day, I mean, no rest days. I just, I hate taking rest days and I just want to keep doing it. And so, yeah, man, so much fun. I'm, I'm going to miss Lota jaw this year. I'm going to be in Fresno for a football game, but, um, so this, so, um, all roads on Saturday is my last race of the year. Oh, nice. But, you know, cool. Still, uh, hope for a good result there. Yeah. Andy Compass will kick my trash, I'm sure, but <laughs> <laughs> he did last year. Dude, well, your passion is unmatched. It's so fun to watch. It's so awesome to see you uh, race and ride. So well done, Sharp. Oh, I love it. And I love riding with the group. And uh, and I will say, I would highly recommend Steamboat Springs. Okay. I definitely plan to do it next year. Okay. Yeah, um, Same length? You know. Yeah. Yeah, the black. Well, you got to get All right. worth. Okay. Yeah. I mean, next year, so I'm at the top of the age stack. Next year, I'll be at the bottom of the age stack. So I'm going to race everything. Nice, dude. Ten times I can win. I love it. Cool. All so, right, brother. Hey, man, thanks so much. Hey. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Well done. Keep the rubber side down. I'll try, dude. <laughs> hey, see ya. Yeah.